Okay, so we have video now. Isn't this a great development? Let me know if y'all can hear me. So if someone needs to freestyle over. Y'all y'all think I know rappers that are going to do me a free intro, okay? Listen, if y'all know one. some Oh, not yo, kick off the show already. How long is this intro? Sir, it's about two minutes, bro. Could you let people log on? You'll be all, you'll be all right. You'll be okay. <laughs> so listen, um, I think some of you, I see Hussein is back, by the way, in the audience. Thank you, Hussein. You were gone like the last several episodes and I didn't like that. I, I, I was very hurt without you. And y'all can please feel free to put in the chat, uh, get on the queue. Let me know what y'all want to talk about tonight. There are a lot of bunch of things happening in the news and I'm prepared to allow a little bit more intellectual discussion than I usually want for tea time with Olay. If that's where y'all are at, whatever y'all want to put that y'all want to talk about, please feel free to jump in the chat and throw out what kind of things you want to hear about or jump on the queue. Um, oh, y'all said, no, nah, let's be dumb. Okay. Listen, I, I feel you. Okay. So <laughs> what do, what do y'all want to talk about? Yes. We just, y'all, we just got off leftist mafia. I really do appreciate that. And y'all tuning in. Um, where should I start? I guess we could start off the top of the dome. The Super Bowl comes to my mind, but do y'all care? How much do y'all care? Let me know. Cause not deeply. And I don't have much to say about, um, oh, you said, yes. Yeah, so I want to talk about that. Oh, thank you. You like my lip? It's actually, um, my lipstick. Let me, I actually want to, want to plug it to you. It's Jasmine Gems on Instagram. Cause I love her. Um, Jasmine Mitchell is her name on Instagram. Love it. Y'all should get it. It's amazing. Um, but yes. Okay. Talking about the Super Bowl. What, what did y'all think? Because I mean, listen, I don't want to say I was underwhelmed. I'm not going to say underwhelmed. Those are not the words going to use. I'm obviously going to acknowledge that. You know what? Let me give it this fair preface. Let me give it this preface. Women women entertainers in general are held to a ridiculous standard. There are a whole lot of entertainers, a whole lot of men that are not performers at all. Don't give you nothing. Don't give you dancing. Don't give you anything. They're just whatever. And we hold women to an unreasonable standard. Okay? So let me give that. Um, I think obviously she's pregnant. So how much do you expect out of a pregnant woman? And I guess it would be unfair for me to bring up, you know, Beyonce is pregnant, Grammy's performance right now. Um, but you know, I think, I think as someone who's a Rihanna fan and, you know, for a long time, I, I like seeing this moment in her career. I think it's beautiful. Um, I thought it was very moving just to see how far she's come. Like this one was going to be a mother, all of this, this is in the next thing. But, you know, I don't have anything spectacular to say about the performance, but I was never expecting anything spectacular from it. Um, and as far as I see some, Chris, I see you saying in the comments that was a bullshit call. I'm not even going to hold you. I don't, I, I don't even know who the fuck was. The, the Eagles was playing somebody. Who the Eagles was playing? I don't even know. I don't. I don't watch somebody's game. I I saw everybody tweeting about calls. A call was made, but couldn't tell you who it was to. <laughs> I don't know. Don't know. I only uh I, I tuned in for and I didn't even tune into Rihanna's performance. I like watched it like after. I wasn't even pressed. Because like I said, Rihanna's not never been some like wild performer and I don't I don't think Rihanna's into music anymore. And I think that's fair and I think that's fine. Um if we're gonna do Super Bowl, can we actually do the game itself? I, no, nigga, obviously I can't. I didn't watch it. <laughs> no, we can't do the game itself. Go to ESPN for that. <laughs> like, no, we can't. Um, but yes, but please feel free to put else you want to talk in the comments. Let me put Becky up. I see a caller. Hi, Becky. Hold on. Me. There we Hi. go. Hi. Hi, Becky. Can you yeah. hear me? All right. So I've, 
I was here a couple weeks ago. Um, but tonight what I want to talk about is like the attack on trans kids because I am a mother of a trans child and uh, like I live in Illinois, so I'm in a state where things are pretty safe. Um, but overall, like I worry about the future of my child. Yeah. I mean, I mean, those concerns are valid. I, that that's the thing, right? There isn't, there's not like, it's not one of those things where it's like, you have a concern and it's made up or it's hysterical or like, or it's fanciful or it's unlikely. Like I can't sit up here and tell you, you know, don't worry about it, blah, blah, blah. No, you're right. Like, your child is a part of a marginalized group that is currently the current and the current has always been. Let's let's keep it G real. The trans community yeah. newly is not newly endangered. They're not newly marginalized. They're right. newly being weaponized as a political pawn on the main stage. But this has always been a community that is ignored, that is exposed to danger and exposed to violence and all these things and their narratives are kept in the shadows, right? So it's so it's not yeah. new. So in any period of time, your, your, your child as a trans person, as any marginalized person, as any other in this world is going to be exposed to danger. And you're right, living in a time of bigotry, um, of political pawnage does, that's what makes it, that's what makes it serious. That's what makes it serious. This is not a rhetoric, rhetoric is, rhetoric is powerful. Rhetoric is not only because rhetoric not only is a reflection of our desires and our action, but it also incites, you know, it's, it incites people to act in a particular kind of way. It also incites people to feel a way about themselves and to act toward themselves. That's why. So I wish I could say, like, I, I, I can't I can't say that that's not that's not a real concern. That's not a real thing. You're, you're right. You, you that you're right. You're, you're, you're just right. And I, and I hate that that's the world we live in. But that is the world we live in. Right. And all I could say to you as a person who is, you know, I've been black all my life, right? It's like when you when you are other, you are you are politicized, you are you are perceived, you are, you know, exposed to a world that has ideas about you, ideas for you and plans for you, and you are forced to contend with that. You know, for and you are forced to navigate that. And that is an unfortunate fucked up reality. And I hate that for you. But the reality is, you know, that's what it is, right? You have children and you and you and you and as as parents you're gonna be concerned about your child it's your job to worry about your child and to deal with whatever the ways in which life is going to bring hardships and challenges for your child and unfortunately this is the one um that is for your kid but all you could do really is love them try to give them a you can't do anything about you can you can try to change the world at large you can try to speak and do what you can to hopefully influence like um you know rhetoric or the community around you but all you can do is try to like love your child in in, in their home and create a world where they feel you know, protected and seen and, and, and not that, but that's, that's the best you could do. Unfortunately, you just have to contend with reality. Yeah. I thank you. I think that makes a lot of sense and agreed. Like that's my main goal is just to make sure that my child knows that they are loved. They are supported. They are, I am 100% behind them. I will never let anyone come down on them or do anything to them. Um, but also it, then opens up this bigger picture of looking at marginalized communities and how they have been treated throughout our history. And uh, so like, yeah, my trans child is in danger, Um, but also recognizing and understanding how much the black community has been 
in danger for hundreds of years and how much other communities have been in danger for so long. And it just like, we have in my, in my life, in my position, I have a lot of privilege and I acknowledge that and I accept that and I see that and I'm like grateful for it, but also feel super fucking guilty for it Mm -hmm. because I know the other communities don't have that same privilege and it just makes me fucking sad. And well, all you could do here's, here's the thing, right? There's, there's no reason to feel, to feel guilt, right? Guilt, you know, guilt isn't, isn't the right thing. And it's something like white people, white people as a, have a tendency, right? If you look at, if let's say if we want to divide it into two, the good whites, the bad whites, right? Like white people have a tendency to good whites to, to lean on guilt and, and the bad whites have a tendency to lean on defensiveness and neither one are particularly productive um, emotions. Like you can't do shit about you know, what is that reality, right? Like you can only acknowledge that, accept that and try to figure out what positive things you could do about that or like, be, you know, be aware, to be aware of how it is through you move through this earth, right? Like we all have different spaces in which we occupy. Like I'm black and I'm a woman and I'm all these things and I'm an immigrant, but I'm also incredibly privileged in a lot of ways, shit. Just the fact that even though as an immigrant in this country, I have that struggle as an immigrant, I'm still someone that is so privileged in my country to even have, you know, the means that my parents could even send me here to struggle. You see what I'm saying? Like, or the fact that institutions where they are, they are treated me like shit and they're marginalizing me. But the fact that I have a dad that was an architect was able to even put me in the position to be there. So we're all occupied than somebody else, right? It's about what you do with that. It doesn't, it does not serve me to sit at home and feel guilty. Like, Oh, I feel guilty that, you know, I was able to get an education and that I come from this. What I do do is I recommend, I feel guilty that, you know, I was able to get an education and that I come from this. What I do do is I recognize and I say, you know what, you know, and I say, you know what, you know, fuck the world. You know, and when I look out at the world, not everybody is blessed with even these opportunities, that with even these opportunities, right? Most people, myself, I'm, I'm somebody who's only recently just coming into a life where I don't live check to check and this isn't the next thing, right? But I recognize like, oh, I'm still incredibly blessed because look at how these institutions are set up to to hurt different people like me and also people that people that aren't as privileged as me. And I say, you know what? What can I do? How can I within my means? Because at the end of the day, you know, there's a, you can have privilege, but it doesn't always make you a power, right? Um, privilege is me. And I say, you know what? What can I do? How can I within my means? Because at the end of the day, you know, there's a, you can have privilege, but it doesn't always make you a power, right? Um, so what can what can I do? What can I do to to serve to serve people to try to create a world where um so what can what can I do? What can I do to to serve to serve people to try to create a world where me it don't serve you nothing sitting around in in guilt. And as far as everything else, it's like this. Um. Most of what makes life hard, like some of the hard, what makes life, you need foundation, right? Like what happens in your narrative is when you hear from, from, from people in the LGBT community and they tell you about traumas and experiences and ostracization, so often it starts at home, right? Like that, that makes things like a lot of the things, even when I think in life of the things that I feel most um, already doing so much instead of instead of focusing on guilt, focus on on the good that you do it and the fact that your child is avoided that battle. Like, yeah, in life they're gonna be up against a, a battle inherently by being by being in a group that is perceived and treated as other. But 
you know, you know that you were able to forge your child a background in an environment where at least they're not waging, they're not having to deal with going to war about their identity against their parents, you know what I mean? And in the house, and they have that safety, they have that solace. That that makes a difference. Like, even in a world where I'm the way I am, and this can be, a lot of people don't like that. This is a very alienating personality. You either, you either fuck with it or you don't, right? But I have a father that's just like me, you know what I mean? Like, my daddy when I'm affirmed and like, no, 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 that makes sense, and fine, but I would have and having that, like, Love and comfort changes that, and that makes me much more a white supremacist and misogynist in all these different things about me. So I think you should take comfort in that and what you are doing right for your child and supporting them and giving them that foundation to return to. Thank you. I appreciate that. And that's really what I'm trying to do is just like my main goal is to be supportive to my child because... Yeah. I don't know what all my child is going to be subjected to throughout their life. Um, but the main thing I need them to know is that I am their safe place. Um, yeah. And also, this is totally unrelated. Um, if you could give Raheem an extra hug for me tonight. Um, my cat, we had to put him down last week. Um he went downhill really fast. Uh, he was the best cat to ever cat. Uh, what was it? His name is Charlie. Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you. It was a huge loss. Um, we're completely devastated. Um, but yeah, so if you like channel love from Ryan. I do. I, I listen. I even hold on. I'll let you see him before. Oh, I thank you. Before I, <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, I love Raheem so much. He's like, girl. Oh. So my cat's name was Charlie. He was at his best. He was twenty-seven pounds. He was massive. Yeah, Raheem's definitely like, he's at least sweaty. Like, he just loves foolishness. Look no. at me. Like, <laughs> Such a good boy. <laughs> yes, but thank you, Phil. I'm going to let you go. Thank, thank you, Becky. Thank you so much. All right. Okay. I'm from the queue. What things are happening in the news, honestly? I feel like I have things in my mind, but I'm like, I don't. For whatever reason, as somebody who loves to talk about foolishness on D-Time, I don't know why my brain is tapped into scholarliness, and that's not what I want to discuss. Like, off the top of the dome, I'm thinking of, like, Jalen Walker and what's happening with, like, the police civilian oversight board, but I don't want to do that to y'all. Um, but please feel free to jump in the chat. Raheem is chill and jump in the caller queue um, and tell me things that y'all want to talk about unless I want to start hearing random stories of my life. You can also feel free to just ask me questions about my life. I'm, I'm, I'm prepared and willing to just answer whatever random things. I like that we have video here. I just kind of feel like talking to y'all and shooting the breeze, so feel free. Oh, I see Callie. There we go. Let's... Hi, Callie. I made your next call. There we go. Hello. Hey. How are you? Uh, I wanted to talk about meritocracy and whether or not you believe that exists or not. Sorry? Expound, like, on this question. Okay. Um, I feel like a lot of times, 
especially during like debates about affirmative action, there's always this sort of appeal conservatives make to like meritocracy and about how <laughs> somehow like, uh, you know, there's like this super duper qualified white guy missing out on a job opportunity because they gave it to some or whatever like we could do like a long scholarly discussion but there's just gonna be racism like i feel like i feel like i i know i I could already i already know based on everything that's being said that even if i if i engage this this fully this still the cat the summation for what i'm gonna say is gonna be racism yeah facts have you ever just been like talking to like a white person and it's chill and like for some reason they just start renting venting to you racially about some yeah. like some fucking guy they worked with who was bad at their job and they couldn't fire him because he was black or brown and they wouldn't fire you know like i've heard this story so many times and like I've worked so many jobs, and I can tell you, everyone is equally shit <laughs> at their job. It yeah, just really, sure. that's the thing. Like people don't want to. It's so crazy to me that like people people find it so hard to reconcile the fact they're like, oh, that many people can't be racist. Yes, the fuck they can. What are you talking about, nigga? You believe that two million people deserve to be in jail? Why don't you be like, what are you talking about? Look at the history of the country. Yes, look at the world. Yes, that many people not only can be racist, they are fucking racist. They're racist as fuck. That's all it is. That's that's all it is. I'm just like, you know, one thing I'm not. Yeah, I, I try to remind myself, like, you know, life, life is short, but it's also the longest thing you'll ever do. And I cannot spend my time letting white people and racist gaslight me. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> like, that's the only word. I refuse to send to that. Like, that's all it is. Just ra- racism, racism. Like, I spent so many of the early years of my life just smack dab. Like, I lived in Florida. Then I went to boarding school in West Virginia. Then I went to college in Ohio. Then I went to law school at fucking St. John's. I have been, I am so tired my years on this earth of having to, like, listen to like racist dribble and pretense and nonsense and being forced to engage it on the merits of this bullshit that they fucking talking about like nigga no they are racist don't nobody have no time to deal with them they can kiss my ass like, <laughs> like sounds exhausting yeah bro i'd be i i'd be over it i'm just like oh what, whatever like and you know when you think about it right there some of these structures and and institutions and ways in which races have races force you to contend with them because they control the society that I'm just like in the ways in which I don't have to deal with them. Why must we, why must we constantly, you know what I mean? We, we honestly, we think too much and we pay too much attention to like what they have to say, what they're doing and pay attention to their every thought. And the way that you really disarm people, the way that you really take power away from people is to ignore them. That's why Donald Trump is so mad when he's off Twitter. That's why, you know, Elon Musk is doing everything to try to get, to force us to see his thing. That's how you 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 take power away from people, ignore these motherfuckers. Like, I, I one thing I could say from constantly being the only black woman in an environment and speaking up and for so many years, the thing that gets them the most, the thing, the only thing that truly that is to just be uninterested just to completely don't even address it but it's not worth it it's not you know what yeah. because that's the thing right views and ideas words give them they only have the power that you give to them and you know it's like stop stop paying attention to these fucking people and stop letting them gaslight y'all if in real life you just started checking people everybody lived the life of like yeah it's fucking racist yeah no no you're just yeah it's racist like I'm, I'm, let me tell you something one thing about me i i will tell i will tell you you say something to me my friends know my white friends know i'll tell you i'll be like oh that's racist as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Do they oh, always believe you? 
Yeah. Like honestly, I have yeah. I have um like my 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 bestie Mark is is a white guy and I tell him like the reason why we could be we could be great friends is because we are very honest. I'm a I'm I'm gonna tell you what's up. And like it doesn't have to be at the end of the day, right? Like people we all live in a this is a racist world we're all indoctrinated into this world right even like as black people we've all kind of internalized anti-blackness and stuff we all have a whole bunch of shit to unlearn we have all we all do and think and act in a way that we haven't realized you know a girl just called me out last night on twitter for um using the word ghetto to to me and you know uh you know run down or whatever and i was like yeah you know that's fair you're right like you know i should like and we, we all have things so it's not about like oh you're inherently bad or anything like friendship and life how people how you improve is by having people be able to say that to you like hey not that that's not the thing and that, that. and if you just have that kind of attitude of just like yeah like when i tell me we have a, we have a thing it'll be like i'll be like bad mark good mark it's like bad olay good olay and it's like oh <laughs> literally yeah, all nice. day i'm like you tell me something like mm, sounds like you're being a bad mark and yeah i think there's like nothing wrong with like admitting you have biases that you grew up with viewing things a certain way or being socialized a certain way and that it has an effect on how you see things to analyze stuff you know what i mean be willing or being willing to recognize like maybe i didn't think about that maybe i do have some blind spots and biases i didn't i didn't realize you know and like i think that's a matter of being like in a in a in a self journey like me and my friends have conversations all the time big deep analysis we debate things they'd be like friend you might have an issue right there <laughs> you gotta work on that ma'am you're not <laughs> as progressive as you think <laughs> For people real. have to be people have to be willing to do that but i think i think that's also the problem i was i was kind of talking about this on leftist mafia with us having an attitude of like people the way that people improve is like through community right the way that you like better people or accountability, all these things, people have to be able to tell you things. They have to be able to share the bad thing or that they did or they said or whatever it is in order to be improved. And if you have an attitude that is like automatic condemnation and blah, 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 and beat somebody in and everything is unforgivable, blah, 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 there's no room for for actual improvement or anything. People have to be, 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 be able to to tell you the thing they have to that's why you know there's a whole idea of a safe space that's why there's immunity that's why they create like attorney client privilege and all these different things because people recognize that for a certain level of honesty to happen of a certain level of problem problem solving to go down people have to feel some level of hey you're not gonna you're not gonna switch up on me you know yeah it works so you know i had a point but then i forgot it (laughs) uh i feel like to go back, like, I think a big reason as well why so many times why people try to invalidate how, like, marginalized people's feel and they're not even feel, but, like, just the actual history of it. Like, they don't want, like, CRT being taught, even though it's just basically history. Um, and Let me be clear. It's not that they don't want CRT talk. Todd, it's not fucking CRT. They don't. They have, they they don't know what that is to this day. They have no. I idea know. Yeah. They, they they just don't want black people saying anything. Anything honest. That's all that is. I I wrote, Fox News wrote an op. Fox News wrote an op-ed about my op-ed the other day, and they put they classified my shit under critical race theory. They put it as CRT, nigga. <laughs> yeah. What was the what was the rubric? It's just racism. It's like all these calls for get that nigga shit out of here. That's all that is. We don't want to hear. We like 
That, but even that, if it is CRT, it's not bad though, because it's like it's it's right, <laughs> you know, like yeah, like I, I, <laughs> I I'm telling you, the most dangerous thing we do is the side of the aisle, and I keep and I keep feeling like this is something that I've witnessed. But like, if you look at if you study things, it's just like strategy, or you look at it like that, this is something America is deep into that I see as somebody raised in a different country. Yo, America plays y'all on a politics of distraction. Like, y'all fall for the straw man all the time. Like, it's a straw man, nigga. It is a straw man. It's a fucking straw man. It's a straw man. Stop engaging it in the merit. It's the way, like, think about it like this. In the law, right? Like, if something is procedurally, if, if it's procedurally wrong, you fucking, you get it out of there because it's a procedural wrong. You do not engage it on the substance. Once you do that, like, issue's done. Like, now you've, you've legitimized it, and now y'all are in that territory, which you need to first throw out there. It's a straw man. They, CRT, that is, it has never been about that. We make a mistake when you get into weeds with them and start being like, oh, and we'll see me. It's not. No, no. All they want to do is say, hey, anything like black people suppress black thought, suppress black history, suppress anything that will challenge this status quo and this facade that we've advanced. That's it. But what do we go and do? What does this side of the aisle, what do Americans, Democrats, the left, liberals insist on fucking doing is engaging the straw man. I'm telling you this. As somebody who does well in court, as somebody that wins arguments, I just as a matter of strategy, you don't engage the straw man. That's why it's the straw man. Because then you're fucking lost in the weeds. It's like, it's like when Black Lives Matter first became a movement and, and people let them spend all kind of years debating, falling for the trick of like explaining to them that Black Lives Matter doesn't mean your life matters, doesn't matter. They fucking know that. They're getting yeah. you caught up so that you are so busy wasting all your fucking time having this like fake illusory procedural argument. It's basically like the concept of, you know, hot damn I rock who used to be a YouTuber that was very popular when I was in like high school. But he had a joke about like lying to women. He's like, because now he's like, I'm a lie so good and you have to convince me that I'm lying. You know what I mean? Like I make it where you have to sell me on it's like you can't win that, right? Like that that's what that's what they're getting you to do. They're pretending like they don't get something. So you just waste your time and they're like, oh, like a red hair. Yeah. and you never discuss anything substantive. You never have a policy discussion. You never advance anything because you in the fucking weeds with them. It is a distraction. It is literally meant there. They sit around in rooms and they come up with how can we best come up with those kinds of things? It's on purpose. Stop engaging it. Fuck that. Ignore the CRT nonsense. It's never been about that. They don't know what the fuck that is. They have no fucking idea. Yeah, facts. Yes. Right. So, so- so then, like, what do you think then about, because even, like, there's, like, dyed-in-the-world leftists who, like, constantly try to appeal to, like, working-class white people broadly and try to get them into the movement. And as a result, they start, I don't know, pushing to the side the other more marginalized groups. Like Crystal Ball and Kyle Kalinske, like, I feel like they and you don't have to say anything because if you don't want any any spicy stuff, but like I feel like they simp really, really hard for a guy like Joe Rogan, or they constantly attack, you know, ideas of like you know woke morals and shit. And it's just I don't understand why you want to get those people into the movement so badly. I think I I think the first problem I think the mistake that y'all make and everybody else is like. These people are not in a movement to invite anybody in. And that is what I'm, I need to feel. I don't know when it happened that people started, like, treating 
media like these niggas are media personalities that's what they are they are they are commentators they are this their job is that they are not movement activists they are not organizers and all they're not any of these things they rebrand and this is not about any one particular person this is no negative shade to anybody this is just how it works these you know they they are their job is something entirely different. If it happens to advance them, if we is if the audience and the public allows them to brand in a particular area on the side, they go with that. But at the end of the day, these are not they're not in the fucking movement. That's why. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, some people, but they're not. They're in the they're in the business of engagement. When, when the fuck you seen any of those people at a fucking NAACP meeting? You seen them organizing like when did we come up with this? And I and I and I wonder this, I think about this all the time because I see this constantly, constantly. Like I see these in my comments, I see these in my tweets, and I'm just like Huh, interesting to me because, you know, I'm a political commentator, whatever, but like, I'm the only, I'm like, every other commentator I'm in a space with is just a commentator. They're not an activist. They're not an advocate. They're not an organizer. They're not on the ground. They've never been, lawyer, they've never been these things. They've never been PD. They have done nothing to suggest to y'all that they are these like beacons of justice or the people that you need to be considering. And that's the mistake. That's a mistake on the audience. Y'all letting the group of like, People's view, political yes, they can be leftist in their political viewpoints. I can't speak to, I don't watch Crystal and them or whatever, but it's not about whether or not that they're leftist in their political ideology. What I'm saying is that does not make them the face of a fucking movement. You see what I'm saying? Like Huey Newton, think no, about for it. Sure. Huey Newton and Stokely Carmichael, these were people that were literally creating their purposes. They were not fucking media commentators. You see what I'm saying? There's a reason why I tell people I don't call myself a revolutionary or anything like that. Like I'm an advocate and I actually am in the advocate and organizer and movement. I'm a movement lawyer space more than these people. But still to some degree, it's like you're a fucking commentator, right? Like you're not the person that is creating the fucking organization. You know what I mean? That's uh, like Stokely and them and fucking leading, coming up with strategy for protests and leading this and actually trying to be the person crying, trying to create the change. They're not that. It is a mistake to somehow take the fucking media. The media is the third party of the government. Like, I don't know why you keep thinking because they slap independent on it or something. Them's your homies or these are, you know what I mean? These are, they're not you and them. They're not that. They're the media. They're not they're not, if this were the past, previous, these people that we keep talking about, these just fucking commentators, media personnel, you would never, those are not the, the Stokely Carmichaels and the Huey Newtons of their time. They're media. They're media. That's the problem. There's too much focus on, like, pretending media people are, like, a bunch of activists and they're going back and forth amongst their foolishness. Just engage. It's just... It's not that. And that's what I think. I think, and I, and I feel this way across the board. Like, there's too much hyper-focus on them, on, on all of us as, like, individual people and blah, blah, blah. And this one argued this and this one, da-da-da-da-da. Like, there should be more of a... But again, that's what I'm saying. There's a difference. Like, I'm somebody... My concern... I am very, I'm in the, I'm literally a movement lawyer. I'm an advocate, right? Like I'm in the concern. My concern is trying to advocate for abolition and help these movements and bail reform and trying to get things. Like I actually am involved in a legislative, this is a reason why I published Illuminati and all these things, because I'm trying to engage in like a school of thought. I'm trying to like, you know, follow the Angela Davises and these of like, how do I educate? How do I actually advance a movement? But I don't know where that, I don't see a lot of these other people like are not doing that. The people and the people that are, aren't the ones that are getting discussed. Like no one's talking. I'm like, talk about the Derricka Purnells. You know what I mean? The people who actually are engaged in scholarship and are actually this and are actually trying to be like a part of a movement. But these other people are just media personals, personnel who have their political views and occasionally it might align with, you know what I mean? The side of who the movement is, but they're not in the movement. They are not leaders of the movement. They're just reg their fucking commentators with political views. Okay, for sure. Yeah. Would you say that like online, online shit doesn't matter as much as like actual? I don't, I personally, my personal belief system is 
a lot of, I think online, like advocacy, awareness, media, yes, the internet rules, you know, whatever we put out into, I think those things matter. But I think as far as like, there's too much focus, at least on our, what I see from our community and audience of caring too much about like, oh, I don't like this particular individual and all the things they espouse. And I think it's like relevant, but at the end of the day, it's like, I feel like this, and this has always been my perspective as somebody behind the scenes. I'm like, and I, and I'm, and I'm someone that is public, actually someone with a platform. So my voice, I have a voice more than your average person in society. And I'm saying there's very little, they give us very little opportunity to get our message out. Like you have no idea how hard it is. People will say things to me. They'll be like, oh, I want you to put a buttercup, put a show. I'm like, do you think those things are just easy things? Do you think they're just like rushing to publish all the things my black ass want to say? Like it's very hard for us to get space and to get airtime, to get media and to get engagement to do these things. And to me, it's just such a waste of time and energy, a waste of that very limited research when you could be actually trying to espouse something of you taking all this time to, to, to respond and criticize the other person. You oh, fuck them. They say it. What are you going to do? All you're doing is dragging more attention and making it about y'all and your individual little spot. And it doesn't matter. And that's just how I personally see it. I'm just like, that's why I don't get myself into the commentator of the, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Because at the end of the day, I'm like, yo, I happen to occupy the space with y'all and I want to use this space to my advancement of like the cause. But my concern is black liberation. That's my concern. Like my concern is how, um, this limited time I have in life, what can I do? How can I best use my voice in a way that hopefully if I'm lucky, because something I every day, I feel really frustrated with the fact that I'm so hyper aware of what this world looks like for black people, for poor people, for brown people, for marginalized people. I, and it, it bothers me every fucking second of day. And it hurts me significantly that I don't have the power to do anything at all. Like I don't, I don't, all I could do is run my fucking mouth, which is why I'm like, bro, if that's all I could do, I'm a fucking run it. So that's for me. <laughs> that's how i see it to me i'm like the room with you but your goals are different than mine i'm somebody like bro i i was somebody who literally forfeits half the money they offer me for things i'm like hey yo give it to a bail fund like i never took a dollar from the hill you know i don't have the same mindset as everybody so to me i'm like i don't give a fuck what the rest of everybody is talking about because i'm in the room like i when i go to rides when i go to these things i'm there for how can I take this media opportunity to talk about some shit they otherwise wouldn't be talking about? Do you think all these fucking places would talk about Rikers and stuff would be talking about bail reform and these things if I didn't make it a fucking point to put all this? No, they wouldn't be fucking yeah, talking about true, it. They sure. wouldn't talk about it. And people don't even know yeah. used to the fact that you created a platform where they hear about this all the time. But I'm like, before that, how often was that the main thing they were talking about? You know what I mean? That it becomes this, like, it's a, you know, a leftist talking piece, but it wasn't before. That's the focus for me I have. Like, how can I best do that? If commentating and the fact that I got in this media space, like, I was able to, to do it, like, great. But I think there's a difference. I, I'm always confused when people act like these other, like, these commentators, these media personalities, these journalists are like niggas leading the movements. I'm like, what mean was they at? Wait, what movement are they involved in? For real. What are you talking about? Like, the ground, about yeah. I'm fine just like you, nigga. They're not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I always, I'm like, bro. And, 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 I, and I just think, and I just think there's a, 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 there's a difference. And to me, that is reflected <laughs> in how they see themselves. Because to me, if you are truly involved in a movement, if you were involved in a movement, you can never perceive yourself as importantly as they do. Like, I listen to the things people call themselves, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, you cannot dead ass feel like you be a revolutionary. Yeah. In the There's some dudes with egos, for sure. <laughs> like, get a grip. Like, for me, am I honestly? Take it so personally. I, 
I've always said this to people. I I feel like we're not. I always said this, even like as a, in the public defender roles. Like I don't feel like I'm doing God's work. Like I think you're a harm reductionist. Like that's at the end of the day, there are people. Everybody has a different role. Everybody has a different role. Everybody can't be a revolutionary. Everybody can't be a political prisoner. Everybody can't be a martyr. Everybody can't be a thing, you know? And some people can't be a part of a movement at all. And that's fine fucking too, right? But you have to be aware of that. For me, as somebody who is hyper aware of, like, I read the real revolutionaries, right? I read what George Jackson got to say. I read what Huey Newton got to say. I read what these people got to say. And I'm like, yeah, um, I'm a bitch who gets to like tweet about my shit and go on the news, mainstream news. I get to go say the shit they used to like niggas used to go get killed for and stuff like that. How the fuck could I get off thinking I'm a revolutionary? I'm a, you know what I mean? Like, be for yeah. fucking real. You could do something valuable. And 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 to me, and I see that too clearly. It's like I I know too well. There are literally two million people incarcerated. There are people who have to find the strength to keep on moving and living every day. You know what? When I think about that, when I read George Jackson, and I think what that is for your for your brother to die, your brother died died for this cause right to be in fucking prison you know you looking at life you literally looking at you live in the tragedies of this situation and to find the strength every day to keep going to try to mobilize to try to educate the people around you to write this book and i'm like bro the, the 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 toughest shit i gotta go through right now is niggas niggas talk shit about me on the internet um you know at most you know there are some real world dangers right like the police have been parked outside my fucking whole house for the last four weeks there are things tap in your lines <laughs> yeah, there, are, I know, like, there are there are things that i just keep it cute but have they been doing telephone maintenance listen this just, is just 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 so you know nypd knows you girl um but uh-huh. i say that to say like you you have to be if you were actually involved in a movement you would recognize like these these people are are are, are not that and what goes in what goes into it people they're not you you got to be aware and just try to 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 do your best with with what but I just yeah I want us I want us to let go of the idea that I always think that like I no shade to him but like when I was when I did my interview on on TYT and Chank was like he said to me when it, when at the end when he got you he said to me that so arrogant bro. Puffing his chest, y'all. At the, right, at the end of that interview, and he was like, yeah. but don't accuse somebody who's been the staunchest critic of, of cops, of, what I, of, of propaganda. And I was like, and, and no no disrespect to him, but the hubris on that, right? Like, think about yeah. the do you, do you think you're the, the staunch, truly in your heart of hearts. You think you're <laughs> the staunchest critic on, like, you... Uh-huh, you. Even then, it means like, nothing to someone who's been a defense attorney. Like, powerful. Like, like, you, when you hear things, right? It's just like, bro, bro. Like, I, just certain things lock. And I and I realize that sometimes, like, I'm like, and, and we're like, huh. And I think about that, right? When people be telling you and they be debating you, I'm like, bro, I actually am a person who, like, literally is in, involved with movements. Like, on the line, like, okay, this is this. How would you message this? Advocate this. And I do not see myself as somebody that's, and I actually be, I'm actually involved in the movements and fancy people cause, and then you see niggas who heard about it online cause niggas like me tweeted about it, talking mm-hmm. like they the, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know what I mean? It just be powerful. <laughs> Anna, Anna was like, look like the, you know, that friend who has another friend who's wildin' and she's kind of embarrassed, but she doesn't want to like say anything to go against her friend. That was the vibe I got from Listen, that. and you know, and listen, like I say, no disrespect to there's nothing, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm not just, stirring the pot. That's what I think about in general, just with like, 
because I I happen like I just happen to fall into the common dating space, and I'm somebody you know I capitalize on opportunity and help a kid, whatever. But it's like I just look around because you ever end up in a room you wasn't originally intended to, you know what I mean? And you look around at everybody else in there, then you're like. This is interesting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, like, I just remember doing that, like, doing that thing when he was, like, he was, like, you know, uh, you know, late. You're, quite frankly, this is offensive to working class people and black people. And, and black people. I was like, that's crazy because I live in Flatbush, right? Like, I was a public defender. Like, I am a world. Like, when you, you know what I mean? Like, I live in a world where I exist in spaces with the, the actual, the people that are in no means. They in no means reflect the groups or the anything when they speaking of and they talking to me who actually lives in those communities is that I'm like oh, yeah this is powerful like I'm like that's crazy I like you, and, and and you just have to you just have to you know experience it but that's something I think like a lot of people don't realize how often they get they get caught up into these rhetorics like I've noticed a lot of that there are a lot of these independent as commentators, they get their bases caught up in all kind of stupid shit. They don't like this one, the next one, and everybody in it. Before you realize, like, people don't realize, like, how deeply you care too much about the wrong thing. Like, I see it all the time. Like, when I started Leftist Mafia, and there are all these people with their fucking purest, purest and litmus test. Like, oh my god, why you all this left? And they don't like this one, they don't like that one, and you should be this. And I'm like, yo, you are in the fucking clouds, my nigga. Like, you are in the clouds. Like, hear me? I'm like, bro, I live in a world where... I'm doing my fucking endeavor best to shift social consciousness by getting information out that they actively want fucking suppress. You know how hard it is to be one fucking individual bitch with no power, no connections, no money, and create a, and create a platform and figure out how to get messaging out and do those things? You think, how do you not think it is a good idea for, rather than try to win some litmus test with you where I prove that I'm I'm the realest leftist alive by talking in a closet but only six niggas can hear me. I look at five white people that already have shows. They already have shows and so they already have massive audiences that I can be exposed to. But first I'm like, are you thinking? Like, are yeah. you thinking? Like, is it not best to be in that room and say those, you know what I mean? Like, these, 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 these are the things, and, and people don't—they don't think about that very often because and they're not in, because they're not involved in that part. Like people do a lot of audiences, and they're well and they, you know, they they mean well and they're well intentioned, but they don't realize how how far out their depth they are. Like some last night when I got locked out of Twitter, and I, uh, I made a funny video about it, or whatever. But you know, there are a couple of people in the comments that you know can never just laugh. They gotta have some fucking action to say, and then they're like. Oh, you don't need Twitter, baby girl. Just leave Twitter. You, you just, um, you could just. Uh, they were like, you need to. We need to start up. Oh, I love people. People are like, oh, just started another platform or whatever. The people with their sixty-three followers telling you to leave a platform of one hundred eight thousand. Like, are you fucking crazy? Like, oh, they're like, oh, you don't need Twitter. You don't need Twitter, girl. Stop acting. But you wouldn't even know me without Twitter. What the fuck are you talking about? You're you're saying this to me on Twitter, nigga. What? Like, they're like, I'm like. Be for fucking real. Be for real. And and people, and they don't even realize how out of their depth they are. Like, they're sitting there on an account with 10 followers. You can't even get them. Think about this. You know more than 10 people in your life. You cannot get the, you can't get the people who fucking know you to follow you. You know how hard it is? Yeah. No, they shit like that. And I'm like, bro, do you know what kind of work and energy goes into building, like, the building a platform? You can't just do that. Like, what are you, what are you saying? And they, and they come up with all these self-righteous things. And I'm like, listen to me. For me personally, and, and this is my position, and I say this all the time. I tell my colleagues, I say this every week. I am a black person. So I live in a world in which I know what it's like. I often know what the fucking right thing to do is. And I just don't have the power to do it. That's what it is. So for me, in a world where 
all I could do. The things that I can do, I'm going to do, right? Like, I'm going to do. We're going to advocate. We're going to talk. Like, I don't have time to be engaged in some kind of fucking, like, like moral pissing contest with nobody of blah 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 like oh my god Elon Musk owns Twitter and who the yeah. fuck owns the rest of the apps who do you think owns that like when I when I created this call-in app someone was like they're like oh this is just as they say to me on Twitter they're they're tweeting this at me right they're tweeting this at me on Twitter that's owned by fucking Elon Musk and they're like I don't know if you know this don't use call-in because it's owned by some other kind of billionaire I'm like what? What? And, I'm like, and like when they start coming up with these arbitrary things I'm like I'm I'm black what do you I'm I'm black I am black. So you think if you want me to adopt a standard where I can only engage with things produced or that are fundamentally owned or in some way are responsible by somebody that is not a bad rich white person, you mean to just poof and disappear? What am I going to use? What am I going to use? What am I going to use? What, what do you want me to use? Say Instagram or Reddit. Like, I can't or... even exist in the country. You just want me to float in the sky in orbit somewhere. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, like they really, they, I'm just like, give me a fucking break. And I always feel like, bro, instead of looking for some uh, some way to nitpick something, can you just try, can we try to make the best of things? Can we try to do, like, it's already, like, bro, I can't reach everybody. I can't do everything. I can't open up all the prisons. Like, the things that I really want to do, like, the, last week, I felt a, I felt a, 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 an afternoon of depression when I uh, when Missouri, when fucking Mississippi executed um, uh, Raheem Leonard Raheem Taylor, and when I realized how many fucking Governor Mike Parsons has been executing and shit, like there's so much real. That's the thing is there's so much fucking real tragedy happening every second in this country, and it's happening that way like a fucking assembly line because it's organized that way. And then people want you to care about like what such and such said and some sort of this. This commentator, who gives a fuck? Who cares? Niggas are in jail. Who cares? Who gives a flying fuck what some fucking media commentator said? They're gonna say it. Like this is a big world, nigga. There's billions of people. Like at the end of the day, the worst thing you could do if you don't if you don't like what somebody has to say, the worst thing you could do is address it, is to give it more attention. But me personally, when I realized like I don't like right wing shit, I blocked Tommy Lauren, all them people, I blocked that Marjorie. I don't see these people shit. I don't even understand no, yeah. world because then because let me tell you something. What happens? Like, I'm always trying to explain this to people, and I know this as a lawyer. The person who starts the conversation is the person who wins. If you're responding to somebody, you've already lost because they chose the fucking topic. Like period, you've already lost. You so have like advantage like, or something. Yeah, don't deal with them. No, on Reddit, there's the mute feature and you can use it. And I, I muted so many. It basically blocks shit out of your popular feed so you don't have to see it. There's like just tons, tons of transphobic subreddits and they just be posting wild shit. And Reddit is that's cool. I don't I don't I don't fuck with Reddit. Literally anyway. anytime I see something about me on Reddit, it is either it is either somebody slandering me or a page devoted to making me <laughs> Like I'm born, like just taking nothing but my bikini pictures and shit, and doing them in the cell. Like <laughs> it's cool. it's like, got a concentrated demographic of a certain sorts, bro. <laughs> Could y'all please not? That's so. Cr- I hate when people do. I'm like, I have never put out 15 bikini pictures back to back. So why would you ever? <laughs> like, I'm like. <laughs> I'm a decorated intellectual. Let's how you do it. <laughs> 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 like, 
Oh, but thank you. Uh, let me let Callie, let me let another person come next. All right, let's do Hussein because I haven't heard from him in ages. Hi, Hussein. Hi, Hussein. Hey, Ola Yemi Ola Rin. How are you? Good. I missed you. What? Uh, yeah, I kind of miss you too. It was great uh, being away for these two weeks. You're a lot when you're on. Where were you? Can I just say. Um, I was around doing stuff. No, hey, I wanted to vent about why can't we talk about the game, Ole? And I don't want to be super black here, who's the blackest, but can we stop calling um, the guy, the the black guy? His name is Kwame Torre. It's not the other dead name that you oh, keep referring so, to him as. Yeah. We could be upset at the yeah, fact that people is, still call him Stokely. You're, you're, you're right. You're right. <laughs> But I just figured it was on the civil rights civil rights movement for not putting a lot of support behind him over others. But that's mm-hmm. just my personal opinion. Yeah, that's valid. That's valid. What's cool. the other thing? <laughs> cool. Uh, I also wanted to say I do have an issue with um the halftime shows in Super Bowls because I'm obsessed with sports and I don't see the point of listening to random people who sing and rap on stages for 15 minutes while I'm trying to watch You don't the see game. the point of something that millions of people worldwide enjoy. What millions of people? We're, we're there for the game. Well, the, the majority of us, aren't we? We're there to watch the actual 50 Cent or whoever fucking artist on there um, doing your little fucking... This is me playing you. That. I want to hear the analyst talk oh, about. Oh, I'm saying. And I don't, I don't oh. care about your baby bump. <laughs> I don't oh. care about you coming down a certain thing. All that. Oh. <laughs> okay, you're stuff to show me off. Whatever. That that is my vent on on um Super Bowl gaming i don't yeah, like any 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 artist coming on to show off or just perform at a football game because i only care about the game this nigga said i don't like inter- right. during my intermission like, <laughs> like bro yes, like I my don't. nigga first of all i guarantee you you do They're a poll most people most people including the motherfuckers playing in the game want the halftime show like bro like who? Like you're like oh, oh how, how double dog dare they show me a popular yeah. entertainer when they take a break? How dare they give them niggas fifteen minutes to rest? That's a lie. The players are in the locker room going over how they're going to win the game. They're not nobody is worried about Sweetie, the little artist. Um, you a liar, like shit. all of no. nigga, please. Please, please. You think all of them wasn't watching Dr. Dre and them last year? Like, what they still talking about? You think niggas ain't watch Beyonce? No, you think they niggas? Oh, they might have watched it afterwards, like after the game, whether they won or lost. But I don't think at the halftime show was going saying, on. But, but, I highly what, doubt that they were. What else? They cared about what else was. you don't like? What, what else you don't like? Saying oxygen and water. Like you have a problem with those two? Like what else? Mm-hmm. Uh, more oxygen than water. I do like. I do like water. Oxygen, no, I, not I, so much. I, like, you know, no, Ole, where are you from? I always forget the- to ask. I, I think you've been on my radar for the last few months because I've seen you on Rising and then you did that segment that I really didn't like. But we, we, we'll we get over that. We're fine. Where are you originally What segment from? did I do that you Again. like? Don't, don't go into it. We're not going to. What segment is that? 
<laughs> I don't want to rehash it. Oh, it wasn't the thing about. Oh, the, the, oh okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't even care about. Oh, that. but wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, this is your first episode, which you was bad about. Hold on, let me just try to give me, give me a second. You know, I smoke a lot. Let me just try to remember it's the first episode. Yeah, get your brain cells together, man. Jeez. Sativa? What? Which? Which brand? What do you smoke? Lots of indica. Usually, hybrid indica dominance. Um. Okay, I cool. don't, you know, I don't remember, but um, um, I'm from the Bahamas, born and raised. Now I saw the Bahamas. How did you end up here in America? Oh, you said you were an immigrant and you can't vote. I got, I yelled at you for not voting correctly, but then you like, nigga, I can't even vote. I was like, oh shit, never yeah. mind, my, <laughs> my bad. I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, that. um, I wanted. I'm a Kenyan guy with privileges. I get to vote. <laughs> I, I'm a citizen. I moved. <laughs> I moved to the U.S. Uh, in 2008 for grade 10. I wanted to I wanted to become a lawyer here, so I convinced my parents to let me move to America earlier because when I looked into it, I was like, um, immigration-wise, it'll be better for me if I enter their schooling system earlier. So um, I convinced my folks. Well, I didn't convince my daddy. I convinced my mom. So my mom sent me without my daddy's permission. Um, and I went to – so my parents still live in the Bahamas. So I came by myself. I did the first year in Florida, and then I went to boarding school in West Virginia. Then I went to college in Ohio. Then I went to New York for law school, and I stayed in New York. How did you end up dealing with all these whites in your life? I just said Florida, oh. West Virginia, and Ohio. And then like, <laughs> like, that's how, sir. You just, did you hear the locations? <laughs> I think there's pockets of black population in all these states. Been, okay, yeah, well, all I wasn't in that pocket. I was, pocket. I'm like, West Virginia? Where, where that pocket? Uh, yeah, West Virginia, I actually have not been to West Virginia. Yeah, let me the one something. state I've not been yet, to be honest. Like, you, or the you one know, of the few states. The Hills of Eyes, Wrong Turn, all those are based in West Virginia. Oh, really? Good yeah. information. I didn't know that. A lot of racist yeah. white people, I guess. Listen, yeah, it's very, it's very, very white. So that's how I ended up uh, in, in those places. That's how I got to the States. What else is it? That's what you pretty got? cool. No, I was just saying it's very relatable about um, dominant being around strictly white people and trying to be pro-black, which really doesn't work if you're the only black person. So I get your uh, frustration, your your childhood frustrations growing up. I do share those, but I don't think I was, I, I didn't grow up angry. So I, I used to laugh at racist jokes. The well, attempt at racist black jokes were funny to me. I didn't really get angry too much. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I guess we handled it differently. What? First of all, you said we handled it differently. When did I say I got angry? <laughs> like, <laughs> Colin says it's not know. about, like, first of all. Frustrated. Me... It gets frustrating. It looks like you were way more frustrated than I was. Well, Hussein, you I would just make you not be... back. If you called me the N-word, I'd call you, like, you know, whatever they call white people, and then it would just be that. It, it wouldn't be, it's... like, me getting upset at you it's saying First of all, let me just say this. This this was so interesting. I've never once talked about what my response is in any situation. I've never sat here and just told those stories about racist individual things and told you I respond. So it's interesting that you just assume that oh anger that upset. And I and I and I think it's funny because you're clearly you're taking what is my general, like I don't know what my career, my speaking out against something, um yeah. to me so upset. And I like and I, and that's and that's interesting because why do you want to live in a world where people do racist things and you you laugh about it and do it back and they just continue so they just 
perpetuated to more? Why is that? Why is that the good? Why do you think of that as like a response that's good? Or why is why is it immediately something for you to diminish or discredit anger? Angry, angry is a legitimate feeling. People, human beings, are entitled to that, and it's interesting how we like act as though black people need uh-huh. to. Let's run away from anger. That's a way that you should feel. When people feel like they could discriminate against you or see you as inferior or disparage you based on your race, that is something to be angry about, especially. And for me, let me just say this. It's not about me. Obviously, like the things that I say and I do is not about me as an individual. It's about the larger world around me. Right. If this was just about me, I'd be fine. I I will do well in life. Like all ultimately life, life, life and life in consideration i'm a person that's incredibly blessed i will do well all this is in the next thing i could probably avoid a lot a lot of a lot of different hardships in life you could grift you could do this you could whatever whatever it is it's not about that it's about the reality of what the world is what the world would look like for black people and how that affects black people who may not be me who may not be you but the different things that you want to just laugh at those are the kind of things that get niggas killed those kind of belief systems those kind of things not being called us and us not educating people right that's what causes people to be two million people to be incarcerated that's what causes is the average black man in America to have been arrested at some point in time in his life. That's the reason why people see your fucking name. They see your black name. They see this name and then they don't call you in for a job interview. Those things need to be called out. So yeah, I mean, I would be angry about that. I think angry is the correct way to approach that. I don't think there's nothing cute or funny about laughing that off. And, you know, I'll say this. I I am very grateful for the experiences that I had because when I look back at that, I, I, I can always know I could stand strong at this point in my life and know for a fact that it does not matter if I'm outnumbered in a room and I have no power. It isn't because it's present day. I've always been a person that will speak up for this and call this out no matter what the odds look like. And that kind of mentality is what has led me to be able to get a thousand niggas out of jail. And I think about that very often. Like if I didn't feel this way, if I wasn't the kind of person to say, hey, I can't live with that. That's wrong. That makes me angry. If I didn't feel that anger i wouldn't take that to court no a whole lot of niggas wouldn't be walking around new york city free so you know you might think oh i didn't i guess you didn't get angry you didn't get angry you didn't get no niggas out of jail but i showed sure it so huh. i i pay guys i play black black guys bail all of my close friends whenever they go to jail so i think we have some sort of so if they were to get in trouble and it's like close to if it's like Three thousand or three hundred, three any, anywhere around there. I'll go ahead and pay their bills because I'm more privileged than them. So I use my privilege for those type of reasons, and you use it for different type of reasons. See, we just do it differently. That's all. And I guess I'm just not. I'm a happy girl. I'm happy so too. I'm, all like, I do is I'm the, happy too. <laughs> like that's the thing. I'm, <laughs> if you call me the N word, I'm just gonna call you whatever. I check everybody who said for a white person or an Arab person. First of all, racism is so beyond. It is calling you the N word, but like it's not a matter of oh, what I'm gonna say back or I'm gonna laugh back or roast you back. Is anything like that? It's like yeah, well, I've never been a person. No one's ever said anything to me, and I didn't respond. But that's not relevant. Largely, that shit can't fly. Like at the end of the day, here's the thing, yo. Truly, truly, what becomes, I, I, you know, it's hard to really realize it, but we, we, who we, who we say, who we say we are, and the fact that you go against the grain allows space for other niggas like that, and allows for things not to happen, whether or not you experience it in the short end. But bro, there's people I went to school with. I actually went to um, school with people in boarding school that like, messaged me. Now I went to school in West Virginia that'll be like, 
oh, I see you say this. I realize this shit now, blah, 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 blah. People, people can't change if you don't say nothing. Like, at the end of the day, like, affirm, all you're doing is affirming stuff. Like, oh, they say nigga, and it's like, oh, I'll just say something back and it's cute. All you're doing is living in the world where you're telling them it's okay for them to throw that shit out. Not everybody is you. You don't know who you harm, and not everybody deals with everything psychologically like you. And that's something that I always, the reason why I say things and I check things is not for me. Like, people is like, it's not, it's not for me. I'm good. A lot of me is tough, nigga. But not everybody is. There are a lot of, there are a lot of things <laughs> I could deal with that would break your average person, right? And you want to make it easier for them. Like, for me, I, you know, I think about something. When you, when you do something as a black person, you make it possible for another black person like you to do. And I remember when I was first, when I was, before, when I got into law school, when I was graduating undergrad, I remember this old black lady attorney. Yeah. said to me like light skin super of the conservative the felicia rashad era and i remember her telling me like i can't do this i can't do this i say this you know you got to change this and all these different things about you and i remember saying yeah like i know yeah like affirmatively i i i know that right i know i have to and then i realized like um and, and, and there was so much stress. There's so much psychological pain as a black person in the space being made to feel like you can't be you. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have to mute and carve up and slice it because and, and, you can't do it. You could try as you might and you can't even fucking do it. So you're doing it and you stressed out and then the, and the pain you feel of them making you feel like you don't belong and trying to like force you out of it and blah, blah, blah. When I got the opportunity, when I was able to like finally get past that place and I realized like, oh, I'm getting these opportunities because I made my own independent platform i'm you know being who myself is i made an affirmative decision like hey nigga i'm gonna lean into being just like being me like this not even for me you know what i mean just so other black women can do it too because you don't know how quickly something becomes normal like three years ago like there was so much more debate on what my aesthetic was how i talk how this is in the next thing blah 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 all your tattoos now people they used to it they like your locks they like it is they blah 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 you everywhere people get used to see your jewelry they like this and it becomes that's how it is like things used to be controversial you remember when rihanna used to first do certain things or tattoos or this and it was and now and then it was a fucking wave and then something becomes normal and then people get that and nothing about that you you even bat an eye at that so it's like oh i'm gonna be this i'm gonna exist in this space i'm gonna speak up and i'm gonna push back so that the other black person doesn't have to deal with that so this other black woman can feel like oh yeah like i've seen um then be online like you know, a black girl will be in law school will be saying like, oh, she want to get a tattoo or she want to do this or she want to have a hair like this. And someone will say she can't do it. And she'll at me like, well, Miss Allure is doing it. And yeah, that's real tea. And that makes it real. So it's like, you got to think beyond you. It's not about what you could do with it and that you just want to laugh back at it. And this is in the next thing. It's about what you allow it and you're legitimizing to perpetuate the world for other people who might not be as strong as you who might not have the same opportunities as you, who might not be as privileged as you, who might not be perceived in the same way as you, so would have a different kind of consequence. It's bigger than you, young nigga. Young, okay. <laughs> All right, Ole, that was, I like the, the monologue. It was Thank you. very unmoving. Thank you. Thank you Thank for having me tonight. I'm going to go back to eating my samosa. All right, love. I'm going to get my neck. All right, Becky, you back. Hi, Becky. Hi, Becky. All right. So All right. you're very familiar with me by now because yeah. we've had a lot of conversations. Um, <clears throat> but I just, uh, can you encourage like non, like, can you encourage white people to like, fight and get involved and like pursue law degrees and like help me feel like what 
I want to do worthwhile. You can I can I encourage white people to get more involved and to and to go more to law school and to involved? Is that what the question is? Yeah, and also like with white people who have trans kids, like you know, I just I want to fight for everybody. How do so I actually, I don't, I don't send any messages to white people. Like, here's how, how, how life is for me. Like, I don't, I don't send messages to white people, right? Like, I, I was actually just talking about this a little bit on Leftist Mafia, but I guess I'll get into it more now, right? Like, my advocacy, you know, the world is, the white people are very used to being the default and being sent to and being spoken to and being addressed, like, White people don't even cross my mind. That's not my brain. Like I don't, I don't message to white people. That can never be my job. You know what I mean? Like I, I have, I have a, I have a, I am in the pursuit of black liberation. I'm interested in, in telling the truth and putting out the information and hoping that people, anybody who accesses that, can get that and receive that or whatever. But I don't do any messaging and any catering to white people. If they happen to white people, I have a large white, white, white audience. I have white people that love me, love them too. White followers, all this is the next thing who appreciate that that content and get a lot of that. But I'm not doing it for them i'm not centering they, they could do what they want everybody could do what it is like that's ultimately that's your community it can only be your job to advocate them they first of all they're not going to hear it from me anyway i'm not I'm, I'm a black person like they don't that that isn't my role also second of all the last thing i want is more white people in law school <laughs> like i don't need more i, I don't want more white lawyers <laughs> that's the problem now <laughs> so um you know what i can do like listen i believe I, what I can do is address my own community and address the larger world. I address the larger world. I talk about white people all the time. They can receive, they can choose to receive that message or not. <laughs> like, you know, um, and I yeah. talk to my community. I definitely have many times I have gone up um, about black people, uh, homophobia and transphobia in the black community. I do that all the time. I tell black people what I want us to do all the goddamn time. But white people are not my fucking problem. That's your problem. <laughs> like, you got to deal with them. Like, talk to them, yeah. girl. I don't be in no meetings with them. I don't, they don't invite me. I don't got no membership. I can't tell what the white people want to do like i want white people I, like shoot tell them not to be transphobic i've been telling them not to be racist nigga for, for 30 years like almost 30 years <laughs> they don't listen to no, me that's... they don't listen to you gotta tell them that you gotta tell and honestly that ass though but in all seriousness you have to tell them that statistically your community white women are the only community that are like a part of that quote unquote gets emasculated as a marginalized community, even though they're very much so in the majority and the only ones that vote that that vote Republican, vote majority. Like you gotta go deal with your homies. They the ones who shit not together. Everybody else yeah. is most importantly. Everybody else is uh, is hip. Everybody that's mostly your community statistically. As much as it's so funny because they will like make marginalized communities and make black people like the face of homophobia and all these different things. But our community overwhelmingly more progressive, you know, and all these different things. We just call our shit out more. You see us online, you see a lot of black women and black people calling out the homophobia and black community and talking about it. But you don't see white people doing the same. Go get on there and go talk about specifically how white people are transphobic. Go talk about that. That the fact that the people that are really leading the charge on this transphobic rhetoric are white people. Yes. Go you gotta you have to go tell them that. I've been you. The rest of us know. It's yo, you gotta go talk to them. It's yo, it's your team that's not together. My team is together. Black women vote right. We do right. Black women at the we at the helm of every movement. That's yo team. I can't tell them shit. They don't listen to me. I don't got no white membership, girl. They do not invite me. So 
But you know what? Godspeed. I wish you luck. Thank you. And you are completely right. And also, I love your shirt. Thank you. Thank you. I wish I could of yours. And please give Rahi my love. I will. Thank you, Becky. Thank you. All right. Okay. No one's on. Let's see. What y'all want me to talk about? Um, I'm going on my little rants. It is midnight. So if y'all want to, y'all, if y'all, I feel like y'all should just ask me questions. If y'all want to have some rapid fire questions, y'all could throw them out in the comments. Y'all can ask me anything, personal life, work life, just, just throw them out. Let's do some rapid fire questions. I won't keep y'all for forever tonight. We've already been talking for an hour and 10. I have a question for you. Have you seen the number, growing number of black people on experience online who won for segregation in return? I mean, don't let me know say me. <laughs> no, first of all, I haven't seen it. I actually haven't seen that, like online um i do know black people who believe like integration was where things went wrong i like not necessarily you know it's a more nuanced position and it's not just because integration is bad but like certain things that happened legislatively and all these different things around that but you know you know i'm sure there's i you know i'm not gonna inherently shit on them for for that uh favorite karaoke song Ooh. um okay let's see there's a bunch um all Star by Smash Mouth. If you were gay by Avenue Q. Um uh, uh Perfect by Simple Plan. Um The Man Who Can't Be Moved by the script. Um Fuck Me. Um Journey Don't Stop Believing. Um Yeah, those off the top of the dome. Okay. Have you ever have you ever seen a ghost? Yes. Like, 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 I mean, y'all, we don't have enough time to get into me being a suspicious Caribbean lady, but I want y'all to know, like, I has no tanks. I just want to say this. I has no tanks. Um, let me see. Not y'all. I want a ghost story. I wanted to call. Let me see. Least, least forever remember Destiny's Child and why. Um, I mean, uh, 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 the, the, the two gals that they, they kicked off for us a little, uh, well, it's not Latoya because I like Latoya Luckett. So it's Latavia. Latavia is my is my least favorite. Remember Destiny Child because she's irrelevant. Um, All Star by Smash Mouth is a top five song. All Star by Smash Mouth is a perfect song. Um, just like Bring It On is a perfect movie. Um, but All Star is a perfect song. Kiss by Prince is a perfect fucking song. Let me tell you something, and I, I'm going to tell you this right now. White people was at the bottom of their motherfucking bag with Don't Stop Believing. I don't care what y'all say. I don't care what you say. I don't want to hear it. White people was in their bag. They set the fucking studio on fire with Don't Stop Believing. Let me tell y'all, actually, I first ever heard that song. I never, I was in, I was in West Virginia in boarding school. So in order to graduate from that boarding school, you have to have sports credit. So you got to be on a team, even though you're athletically inept like myself. So I was on the softball team. And I remember they put, you hate that song. You don't got no taste. You don't appreciate nice things. You need to go talk to Jesus. Anyway, so I'm on the softball field and it's about to come on. I'm talking and this white girl, Cecilia Favitt. I actually love her still. She's a doctor now. I have her on Twitter, Instagram. So if anybody want to tell Cecilia, that I shouted out, I love her. Um, Cecilia, Cecilia, um, like pulled me aside. She was like, listen, or whatever. And I was the first time I heard Don't Stop Believing. And I was watching all these white girls like, stop what they doing on the softball field to sing this song. And I'm like, I'm not even gonna hold you. Like I wanna be hating. 
but don't stop leaving. Go crazy. What? Just a small town. Living in a lonely world at the bottom of their bag. Okay? Listen. And Simple Plan made nothing but hits, nigga. Actually, you know, since we talking foolishness, I was, the other day I was listening to, uh, I have a great playlist. I have a playlist of amazing songs. Like all my favorite white people songs, actually. I should send y'all, Good Charlotte is not better. You're a fucking liar. You're a liar. You're a liar. And Simple Plan is incredibly underrated, underappreciated. A liar, Good Charlotte. Ah, uh, please. Um, damn it, you, I got so, I got so upset I lost my point with this good Charlotte. What was I gonna tell y'all? Oh, the man who can't be moved, when he be like, and the man who can't believe and he be like, you know, I'll go back to the corner where I first saw you, I'm gonna camp in my sleeping bag, I'm not gonna move, and he be like, um, when, when he says, you know, the police, the policeman says, this it, he says, the policeman says, son, you can't stay here. I said, there's someone I'm waiting on if there's days, months, a year. Nigga, I stopped myself dead in my tracks the other day, and I was like, you know what's crazy? I never heard the whiteness in this fucking song. Like, first of all, you hear his position on police, this white interaction with the police. Son, hey, son, you can't stay here. You think a nigga could decide to live on a corner for fucking ever? You a homeless baby? You think the police are gonna fucking... Oh, son, you can't stay here. And then you think the nigga could respond to the police? You think the police could tell your black ass, you can't stay here? And you could say, hey, hey, there's someone I'm waiting on if there's days, months, a year, nigga. I'm going to be on this corner right here because I'm the man who can't be fucking moved. Now move me now, nigga. Mo-. I was like, this is a white ass song. Like, I don't really appreciate his position on policing. Now that I, like, I heard that, and I was like, I be listening, you know, I be hearing stuff, it might take me a while, but I was like, this nigga, this nigga is pro-police. Son, son, there's someone, I said, look how you feel about the police. Oh, tough. But that's a banger, though. The Man Who Can't Be Moved is a fire song. From a white people song where they get away with foolishness, Lips of an Angel by Hinder. Like, really, bro? Like, tough. All right, let me see these questions. Sorry, I got, I got, I went down a rant. Um, My fault. All right, you hate that song. Let me see. Hold on, I'm I'm down. Ghost story. Maybe I'll go back to that. Um, let me. Oh my god, I'm trying to get to. What are your top three plants you on? I'll show y'all that. I can do that. Um, he said, "Yes, no dead ass. This no definitely the script. All bootlickers. Absolutely, absolutely, they are." I was like, "How oh, I never noticed that? That's how you giving it up." No, let me tell you, who is in they bag? Like, actually, let me let me tell you. Um, like simple plan, obviously perfect. Good, Good Charlotte had some hits, but I just, you know, they not they not simple plan for me. Simple plan really spoke to my teenage angst. Like the drama on Simple Plan, the level of what? Mm, I, I woke up, it was seven, waited till eleven just to figure out that no one would call. Think about how dramatic he is. Why is anybody calling you between 7 a.m. and 11 a.m. on a Saturday, young boy? Like, what? 7 a.m.? You woke up, it was 7, you waited till 11? Nigga, you didn't even give the day a chance. They're children. Why would they be calling you? Like, why extra? I think I got a lot of friends, but I don't hear from them. It's 7 a.m. It's 7 a.m. He said, what's another night all alone when you're in It's 7 a.m. Dra- Listen, I love that level of drama. Simple plot. I felt them, bro. I felt them. That was my what? We lost it all, and nothing lasts forever. I'm sorry, I can't be. 
perfect. Listen, in a bag. Uh, Who Let the Dogs Out by Baja Man is a perfect song. Those are by Bahamians, by the way. Baja Man, did you get it? Baja, like Bahamian. Love them. Um, perfect, perfect song. Um, let me see. All right. Yes, I'm just a kid. Yeah, let me let me just hold on. Let me hit y'all with a perfect playlist right now. Y'all need this blessing in y'all life. Let me get this playlist for y'all. Let me send y'all my my playlist because my playlist are all my favorite white people songs from that period of time and my young life. <laughs> y'all are so welcome. This playlist is perfection. Me and my bestie made this during the pandemic. Okay, I just put it in the chat. Okay, hold on. Let me get this video back on. All right. Uh, do you like Wizkid and Mistizi? I like them both. Um, you want to call in to contribute? I will. I will. Let me go look at the queue right now. Mr. Brightside is fire. I actually did a poll on this once, um, and this really got very serious on my Twitter. I could retweet it for you all. So you can see, I was like, what is the song of white people go craziest? And I had the poll was between Mr. Brightside, Don't Stop Believing, and Sweet Caroline. And I believe um, I was really upset by these results. I think What's, let me hold on. Let me go see which one went. What song white people go crazy for? Let me go. Let me let me see. I'll find it on Twitter and I'll retweet it. Jolene, they don't go half. With, listen, listen, listen. Jolene, like Joe, white everyone loves Jolene. They appreciate this song, but people do not go up for Jolene the way they go up with Sweet Caroline or Don't Stop Believing or Mr. Brightside plays in a white people establishment. White people lose their fucking mind. Okay, they will stop. They they lose things. What? White Sweet Caroline is the only thing white people have rhythm to in the world. Do you understand what kind of cosmic shift that is? White people are in sync for some Sweet Caroline, nigga. Sweet Caroline. Bob, that nigga's don't miss a beat. What are you talking about? Sweet Caroline? White people suddenly, no matter what they doing, them niggas sober up to Sweet Caroline. What? Come on, man. They don't go up like that for Jolene. They not in sync. Come on. Come on. Let me see. Oh, the Macarena go crazy too. Is All Star because of Shrek? Um, I mean, that's what made it pop for people. But All Star, I was a young child in the uh late nineties, early early two thousands at the time, right? And they 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 had it like playing on Nickelodeon all the time. Like All Star is a perfect song, which also by the way, you know what I realized? All Star is a song about how like life sucks. Like I didn't realize that because of the beat and you hearing it as a kid, but the whole song is about how life is bad now and the world is falling apart and like this sucks. I'm like, huh. I I missed that because the beat's so happy. It's just like how um you know what's another white people song that's real miserable that you don't feel it? Pumped up kicks by Fa uh what Foster Foster Be Foster the People, Foster the Kids, whatever. Pump pa Foster Foster the People. Anyway, pumped up kicks. That song is about Columbine. Ain't that some shit? Yeah, bro. Yeah. It's a sad one. That but that shit go crazy. That's a bop. That's a bop. Listen, I like when white people be in their bag in the studio. I like when white people make some white shit, but it's on fire. Like, like, um, you know what's another white people song I really love? You Can Call Me Owl by Paul Simon. In his, at the bottom of his bag. At the bottom of his fucking tote. Okay? <laughs> when he made You Can Call Me Owl. Woo! That's fire. You just want to, you just want to bop around the house. What? Listen, love that. Love that. But nobody, obviously, Nobody, a period, across races, nobody was in their bag making their song like how Prince was in his bag making Kiss. I don't care what nobody say. 
Kiss go motherfucking crazy in a next different kind of way. Kiss. Or how Michael Jackson was in it was in his bag making scream. Like we gotta we gotta figure out, but those are listen, kiss is during I when I say I love to you, kiss Raheem, as soon as I play kiss, Raheem just roll his eyes and go sit somewhere like okay, this shit again. That's my shit. What during the pandemic? What kiss? I love that's a perfect song, son. That's just the happiest. <laughs> what all the beats like nigga uh, this nigga just start playing all the machines listen he was in his he was in this bag i love oh you know who was in that bag was a sleeper and it was it really wasn't appreciated but um party all the time by eddie murphy listen listen the amount of cocaine in that studio and them niggas was on fire because that's a bop what my girl likes to party all the time party that's a banger yeah that what listen killing it killing it song goes crazy they knew what they was doing they knew what they was doing i love that i love when people just i'm like i must be amazing to be able to make music like wow you just made that go crazy imagine that you settle you sit you step at the studio you're like nigga that's a grammy i knows it i knows it i feel it <laughs> Uh, let me see. Hold on. Let me see what the rest of these comments. I'm down. Third eye blind. You know what's a good one too? Um, in all the bars in my college, I was in, I went to college in Ohio and Athens, Ohio, and all the bars closed, played closing time. So I'm like, I think about that exclusively with bars. Let me see. Dun, 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 dun. Macarena. My Annie Kendra was super into the Macarena when I was a kid. Very into that. Um. Yeah. Okay. Let me. What? What else y'all want to ask me? Come, come, come. Shoot me, tanks. Yep. See, Samantha. Yes. At Ohio closing time, plays in the bars. Son, when that when that bar is closing, they are playing closing time. Yes. Um. The fray was hype too when I was in my my youth. The all American. Yo, I was listening to Dirty Little Secret the other day, and I was like. This nigga is so trifling. Like, this song, like, he's trifling. He's dogging shorty. Like, the way, though, I, I, that's a phenomenon I study on, like, like, the kind of beats white people choose to get away with making trifling ass songs with just happy boppy. <laughs> I'll keep you my dirty little secret. Whole song is like, let me know what I've done wrong while I treat you just like shit. <laughs> like, like, what? And we out here? <laughs> Listen, tragic. <laughs> tragic. Just pure bullshit lyrics like, just what you doing? Uh... I know Caliuchis. I know her, but I don't know. I don't know that particular song, but I do know her, and I like her, and she's fine. I make sure I give her her flowers. Oh, oh! I was supposed to show you my three favorite plants. Hmm. Let's see. Huh. This is probably this is difficult. Let's see. It is. Can I flip my camera? Is that a thing that lets me do? Um. Probably Octavia. So I'll show you Octavia. Octavia is one of them. She's popping. I love her. Um, let me see. Octavia's fine. I'm gonna go with Octavia one. Who am I choosing next? Um, 
I think I got a, am I choosing Marcel? I think I'm choosing Marcel. This is Marcel. She's a neon pothos. So pop and I love her. Uh, let's see. Let's go to my room for the third plant. Um, I'm going to go with one of my Hoyas, but which one? Oh, it's going to be her. This is Birdie. There we go. I say that, but it changes to my favorite. It could be, it could be anybody. My, thank you. Y'all want to see my apartment? I'll show you my apartment. Hold on, I'll show you my living room at least. Hi, Raheem. Hold on. It's my, it's my apartment. Raheem, is life all about you? Is life all about you? We've discussed this. Raheem. Let me see the art. Raheem, young man. Okay, y'all see this? So these are real dope. These are my most recent art I got. Like these Dragon Ball Z edition Huey and Riley original pieces. Those fire, right? Yeah, all my art is dope. These are my Huey and my Malcolm. I have a, I have, a, I have two Hueys because I have that Huey at the top. Hold on. That's just my doodle that I drew. All of those in frames like that. Like I drew the Huey. I drew the South Park. Uh, I drew the Vegeta. I drew the Helgen um, thingy and I drew the Hormone Monstrous. Um, and yeah, I saw my DBZs. It's giving nerd. It's giving black nerd lives here. Biggie, Lizzo, Frieza, Piccolo, Yamcha, Bulma. And then Raheem, please, for the love of God. But my favorite, no, no, my favorite art piece is in my room. I'll show you all my, that's my, hold on. This is my favorite art piece. I, Shinobi art is so fucking, it goes so crazy. So, yes. I'll see my, yes, my house does give cool place to smoke. Um, What's your favorite episode of the Boondocks? Ooh. My favorite episode of the Boondocks. Hmm. If I had to choose a favorite. Um, you know, actually the other day, by the way, I bet the other day, um, a, a old blind black lady hit me with her 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 C and K and just like stink meter. Like I walked too fast in front of her. I didn't see her. I didn't know she was blind. And she literally wapowed me. Just like Stink Meaner. And let me tell you something. I scurried along because I was not going to get my ass whooped like granddad. I seen it. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck no. I'm not getting my ass beat by this blind lady. Ma'am, I am so sorry. I, I'm going to be out. <laughs> like, um, My favorite episode of the Boondocks. Uh, honestly, I don't know if I could pick one. I don't think I can pick one because I used to like, as a default back in the day, back in the day, my favorite used to be Crystal, like the champagne, but it's definitely not that one now. Um, I have a new appreciation for the fundraiser. Um, Uncle Ruckus, uh, Meanest Family is a great episode. Um, Stink Meaner episodes, a fire, uh, Tom Usher and our, uh, Tom Usher and Sarah's fire episode. Uh, I have a real appreciation now for the episode of Granda, I guess. Hi. Wait, listen, when he be eating them Cheerios, the way he be eating them Cheerios, and he's like, God damn, that's the best fucking bowl of Cheerios ever. <laughs> I was like, nigga, I know this feeling. Um, oh, I can't pick an episode. Um, 
No, I do not read the current uh, Dragon Ball manga right now. Well, let me see. I love Dragon Ball Z. In the Empathosis, Phoebe, I like that. Do you, do you sing to your plants too? No, I, I can sing my plants, but not appreciate it. Uh, let me see what else. Uh, Boondocks, Dragon Ball, Delight. All right. I actually have a plant named Guzman. He used to be my favorite, but he his root system failed, and I had to propagate him to save him. So he's tiny now. I he he you know he gets on my nerves, but I love him. Um, let me see. Jesus Black. Listen, my what's up? My favorite monologue in the Boondocks is when um Riley goes off on the fundraising. He's like, he's like, you know, this real life. Like I should act like in a movie would do like this. He's like, but what if it was a movie and my nigga decided to go off? <laughs> my president is black, my Lambo is blue, and if I see you in the streets, I'm slapping the shit out of you. <laughs> I love that. The Boondocks is the Boondocks is a perfect show, like perfection. I love the Boondocks. Um, let me see. A liquor store. You work with a guy whose bro oh, brother was an animator in the Boondocks. That's dope. Favorite place you've ever visited. New York City, it does something, right? Because I'm not from there, right? Like, um, let me see. I mean, I like, I like London. Like, I liked England. I like, um, I honestly, it that's gonna sound whatever, but New York City is the first place, and honestly, the only place I've ever gone to that I immediately was like, oh, boo, fuck you, too. I'm a New York City supremacist. I loved New York City the minute the minute I got here. I loved it. No, I, I'm, I'm, I live here, but I'm not from here. I'm from the Bahamas. But when I when I first got to New York, I was like, bro, I love it. This is the city for me. I love this city, truly. And I, I'm usually not somebody, I don't love any place until I leave. Like, I can come to appreciate it. Like, I love the Bahamas, but I did not like it growing up. And I love, like, I have an appreciation for Ohio, but I didn't like it while I was there. Like, all these places. New York City, I loved immediately. Like, this truly is the city for me. I love it. I, I know that sounds cliche, but I, I love it. I see all the romanticism, like, all the ways in New York City is romanticized. I feel it living there. I love, I love this city. So... Yeah, sorry, unpopular take, I know, but that's my answer, New York. Uh, three celebrities you hate for no real reason. Hmm. Who do I hate? Celebrities I hate for no real reason. You know, I'm not much of a hater, you know, because the funny thing is when I don't like people, I genuinely start, I just ignore them. I never pay any more attention to them. Is there anybody I don't like? Um, not hate, but like celebrities I genuinely like. I like roll my eye a little bit or if I'm uninteresting um hey hey I don't you know indifferent right like never heard her things but like Taylor Swift I think she's you know yeah um real mid just everything about her is mid obviously I don't know her music or anything but I just think she's mid as fuck um let me see who else I think is um uh, who else I don't like? Who else I don't care about? I'm trying to think. I should choose somebody who's actually a problem, you know, like, you know, because Taylor might not do nothing to nobody. Let me see. Who I don't like? Um, hmm. I hate, oh, I, I hate Lil Boosie. I hate Lil Boosie. I hate, I hate his fucking projection, homophobia, and his fucking nonsense. I hate that nigga Lil Boosie. Um, let me see. Who else I don't fucking like? Um, do they think it's a dickhead? I'm trying to think. Um, what celebrity I don't like? Um, who I don't like? Uh, bro, I, I, I really don't be thinking about niggas I don't like. Lisa, the Beyonce's evil nigga, go to hell. I love Beyonce. 
Beyonce way over. Sweetie, I'll ban you from this chat. This is not a, we don't do that. Not around here. I'm a Beyonce stan. Um, I never liked Tom Brady. He's irrelevant to me. Carrie, I don't even think about him. I don't care. I think he'd be acting like a jackass. I think he's stupid. I think he's stupid. Um, I think he's very stupid. Like, probably some cool ass niggas, probably what I don't like. Um, oh, Candace Owens. I mean, if you were ever about, like, that's a, if Shaq Owens is a celebrity, hate her. Hate a performer the best. Cool. Um, do you have a book list posted anywhere? I do have a book list posted, actually. Go on my website. People really do not utilize my website more, but if you go on my website, aliamealearn.com, there's literally a tab called What I'm Reading. I don't know if you can see the screen. I'm hoping it's right there. And I have a book list right there. Um, yeah, go on aliamealearn.com. Let me just let me type the website in the chat in case y'all somehow don't know the spell your girl's name. Because um okay hold on all right yeah so i do have a book list there i also if you follow making makes sense on instagram i put up two different sets of book recommendations on there um no i do not know anyone near the ohio train derailment to my knowledge um my favorite trash tv show to watch i love trash yeah i love reality shows I want y'all to know I'm a reality show like in gal. So, um, but you know what? I watch a lot. I actually, so I don't watch like the 90 day fiancés, but I watch the YouTube commentators on them. So I follow like mad YouTube commentators and watch all their 90 day fiance reviews, like religiously and do not watch the shows. Like I've never actually watched the episode of it, but I watch all them on them. I have big thought, like I need everything else watching tv at this point in my life gives me anxiety when there's too much going on and serious and it's something about these people lives so fucking ridiculous and stupid and low stress and intensity like huh yes some mindless watching just some youtube people just gonna talk about it let me just sit here peacefully and listen to this um the color law i might have that on my bookshelf i do think i have that um where is it i'm pretty sure i have that book i just can't spot it on my bookcase um but yes, yeah, check for a 20 day fiance. All right, y'all get in. Hold on. Oh, let me see. Were there people in the queue? Oh, there are people in the queue. I didn't even see that. My bad. Let me add y'all to the queue. Okay, hold on. All right. I am listening to you. Talk for you can. I added you, Omega. You can talk. I'm taking on my camera and my my mute for just one second, but I'm listening. So start talking. Oh no! Just want just wanted to shout out because uh, I've been like in love this mafia. You were pretty good on there. And it's funny because I heard your friend feel like the episode before. So, so oh, thank I, you. Yeah, I already said my like question earlier regarding the the Dragon Ball manga because my namesake is a Dragon Ball character. But you know, you probably already know that anyways. Yes. And uh, yeah. Listen, well, yeah, okay, I love that. Bit. Thank you. I'm glad you yeah, tuned so. in from Leftist Mafia. I love that. Yeah, of course. I'm kind of boys with Matt Binder sometimes because I go to some. I've gone to like the live shows that he was at or whatever. So he's a oh. really chill dude. So I love that Binder's great. I love yeah, Binder. Yeah, he's a he's a short king of podcasting. Yeah, that's hilarious. Is Binder short in real life? Kind of. Yeah. Um. There's a picture he shared one time that I put up on Twitter of like the three of us that I like tower over him. <laughs> how how tall is Binder? Uh, I want to say like about five foot, maybe five, that's like two, funny. five, three, like that. Oh, that's funny. I did not know that. Thank you for that. That, that, thank you. I liked that clarifying information. Thank you. I, I, I did not know that. 
learn something new every day. You know, we've never met in real life. <laughs> I, I just assume I tower over people anyways because I'm already quite tall as it is, but, you know. What is my topic of majority report tomorrow? Um, I don't know, actually. I think um, let me see, uh, I think we're just talking. I think I'm doing there. Hold on. Let me just see. Let me see my messages. Give me a second. Let me let's see if I can tell y'all if I can give you a little scoop. It's casual Friday, breaking down news of the week. So I guess whatever the fuck happened in news um, of the yeah. week. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be good. Yeah, majority yes. is like one of my favorite shows. That's how that's how I like I found out about Matt. All right, well, thank you, Boo. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, no problem. Y'all have Next a good caller. Night. There we go. Okay, Callie, you're gonna be the last caller, and then I'm gonna round up and let us and let us go to bed. Boo. Not boo. I'm crying. Why? Yeah, listen, I, I. It's unfair to all of us. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> all right all right we'll, 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 <coughs> sorry <coughs> i took a my ghost right, story next right episode. I'll, I'll start the next episode with a ghost story you know okay yes uh do you watch any of the real housewives no but i want to because i've seen i've seen like i know you know i've, I've seen some stuff because i like phaedra and I mean, I've seen some stuff on her things with like Apollo and stuff, and seen some things here and there. But honestly, I'm just like, bro, it's so much now. I feel like I'm like I'm like more than ten years behind. Like I can't go decide to start. Watching you can just like watch the latest season. It's not the plot isn't that intricate. They fight for dumb reasons. Yeah, but I feel like I would feel un- it feels unacceptable for me to watch it now with these new people if I don't have it and then watch it with the OGs and the real. You know what I'm saying? Like. I feel like I would have to actually start the show from the beginning, and I I, I can't be. No, that. it's not like Game of Thrones, though. No, I know, I know you don't need to because it's a reality show. It's different than everything, but I just feel like that's all us was right. <laughs> like, I, have to, I have to be like in, in a part of it. Uh, Potomac is pretty funny. You would probably like that. I will check it out. And yes, I used to watch America's Next Top Model back in the day, but not anymore if it's still on. That show um, was hella problematic. Oh, nigga, Tyra. <laughs> this, listen, Tyra, Tyra will pay for a crime. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever watch that shitty talk show she had? Bro, yes. <laughs> She's really awful. When I see now as an adult, I'd be like, bro, you were a terrible human being. Because <laughs> like, yeah. you, you were doing this shit. You're awful. She but, spun that beef she had with Naomi Campbell all in her favor, but yeah, it wasn't even, I, it wasn't I, even I, like that. No, she was the villain all along. Facts. But yes, but thank you, Callie. I'm like, <laughs> bed. Bye. Listen, yeah. but yes, I will talk to you all this time next week. And maybe I'm, I, I did I did a show on Monday earlier. I might just, you know, y'all should subscribe. I'm going to just start doing shows randomly when I feel like it. Um, I like that there's video now. It makes me want to do it more. I think this is fun. Um, so thank y'all for tuning in, y'all. I'm going to bed. Bye, y'all. How do I end my own show? There, bye.